Oh my goodness, I think I dreamt about doing this podcast last night. Yo, what's up? It's me, here to do the thing. Talking about Love Island Season 2, Episode 19. Our first segment is This Reminds Me of My Real Life and Fuck, I'm Embarrassed. We're going to start from something not that vulnerable and end with something very vulnerable. So the first example of This Reminds Me of My Real Life is looking at the nails in this episode. Justine and Selly had these press-on nails, and the cutest moment of the episode is... This is the big recoupling, right? So the guys are coming back from Casa Amor. You have to decide, are you keeping or twisting or however they say it. And there's a really sweet moment where Sally's holding Justine's hand to her breast and they're just really nervous. And they kept zooming in on their nails. And these girls had such bad press on nails. And it was really like the application wasn't good. And I've been watching a lot of nail videos on YouTube, so I feel like they didn't press their cuticles back correctly, blah, 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 blah. But this reminds me of my real life because my nails have been popping recently. They've been so good. I've been taking biotin and different vitamins and giving myself cuticle massages, and I learned to file only in one direction like the pros. And basically, it's making me really vain. This is like a new vanity level for myself. I think they look so cute and feminine and it's something that I aspired towards my whole life. So I felt a little bit of like, <laughs> you're done press on nails. Just grow your nails out. So that's the first, this reminds me of my real life. Second, this reminds me of my real life and fuck, I'm embarrassed, is Mackenzie's conversation with Connor. So they have like a really kind of mature breakup conversation where they sit together um, and talk through their emotions. And Mackenzie said something so sweet that I low-key thought I was going to start crying because she said, I never want you to feel replaced. And I wrote down a specific ex's name and said, wow, like that's, that is the sentiment that I wanted um, in this relationship I had where a guy left me to be with someone else was, okay, obviously you did get replaced, bro, but I don't want you to think you got switched out for a different model. Like, these are totally different things. Da, 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 da. Does that remind me of my real life? Another thing that reminded me of my real life that I really related to was Sally and Johnny are debriefing his kind of philandering ways in Casa Amor. So he's come back and he's done, you know, everyone's really happy that they are staying together. Everyone kind of cries when they reunite. But he does have to do a confession about the fact that he kissed girls outside of challenges Oh my gosh, I'm trying to avoid the sound of construction right now. And at the front of the house, there's a sound. And in the back, there is as well. I think we're better back here. He's addressing that he made out with girls outside of the challenge. And they're talking about how she processed it. And it's been two days. So the first day, she was really upset, crying, crying. And the second evening, they're talking about it. And Sally says, I was upset, but seeing you upset made me want to comfort you. But I knew that I needed time. And that's something I definitely relate to, that I find it difficult in romantic situations to stay angry or to stay grounded in my emotion. Because if you care about someone and you're making them upset through your upset, like this really effed up thing starts happening where the person who initially was the one who was hurt ends up doing all of this comforting. And I think that happens to women especially because, you know, we are the superior race. So that's the end of This Reminds Me of My Real Life and Fuck, I'm Embarrassed. Next segment, we have astrology chat. And this week's astrology chat, or today's astrology chat, is Moira's Pisces existential crisis. <laughs> so Moira has a freaking freak out. She becomes really jealous of everyone's connection. 
When Calvin and Sexy come into the villa, even though Moira's picked Aaron, she can't look Calvin or Sexy in the eye. She has a whole conversation with Calvin about the fact that she would have liked to pursue them both, which is pretty selfish and weird of her. And then she has a breakdown with Aaron where she's basically saying, I feel like everyone else is finding love and I'm not finding love. And he says to her, you know, you have to be okay with the idea that you might not find love here and that has to be okay. And she really can't handle it. I went back and I looked at her profile on CBS, which it's pretty clear to me that she wrote, you know. And it says, Moira is a free spirit who recently got out of an eight-year relationship because her ex wasn't ready for marriage. She wanted a plan and it is and is on Love Island to find it. So this is a woman who thinks that she can come to Love Island, plug in the right things, find a hot guy, and get married after. That's what she wants. But she's also living in this abstract dream world. And Pisces are like the kings of denial in terms of the zodiac signs. So she's not ready to admit that she maybe has some self growth to do before she can fall in love or just that she has an unrealistic expectation she wants to live in this abstract space but then have a really grounded love and it doesn't it just doesn't make any sense so that's astro trap moira has a huge existential crisis i mean on the other hand sexy is a pisces so i can't blame it all on the piscean in her but she just came off very moira came off very wishy-washy and confused um yeah and abstracted like i said our next segment is justine and caleb 2020 their segments were so cute everyone was super excited when they came back you know my sister said she almost cried um they're a lot more touchy and affectionate now that they've made this choice i think justine did have a little bit of a complex about never being anyone's first choice And so this experience has enabled her to feel a lot more forward and like confident knowing that there are all these beautiful women, but Caleb still wanted to be with her. The lipstick thing is cracking me up. So when he first comes back to the villa at the recoupling, she kisses him, gets dark lipstick on him, and then she's rubbing his face. And I hate when the women do this. It kind of makes the guys look like, it makes them look like babies, like you're a child and I'm wiping your mouth. And I don't wear lipstick, nor recently do I kiss anybody, but... I, I don't wear lipstick or dark lipsticks that I've ever been in a situation where I'm cleaning a guy's mouth off, but it looks really infantilizing and like lame. And I can tell he really doesn't like it because later on they're having a conversation and he's like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, and kind of paws her off before she's <laughs> rubbing his hand on his lips. I feel like it takes away from the kiss. Like the kiss is this adult moment of communication and to immediately follow it with like oh baby let me clean your face like it's fucking weird not her fault everyone's doing it but i thought that was really really funny uh they're both really supportive to the other c and j couple so you see justine hang out with sally and like encourage her to express her emotions and then caleb does a really good job with johnny telling him like hey man the stove's still hot (gasps) whoa weird sneeze excuse me Telling him, hey, the stove's still hot. You gotta let her express herself. You gotta let her be angry with you. Um, and the whole time in Casa Moore, Caleb's been like, Johnny, obviously, bro, Sally's not hooking up with people. He's been like the only realist about the situation. So he tells him not to be defensive, gives him good advice that I really think helps Sally and Johnny get to the cute place of understanding that they get to at the end of the episode. That's that. Our next segment is Let's All Gaslight Mackenzie. Oh my gosh. 
oh my gosh, McKinsey's getting messed over. So first of all, the way the original boys responded to her dumping Connor was whack. As I discussed previously, I get that they're trying to be loyal, but it's incredibly lame the way they're putting it on her and calling her sketchy. Even Caleb said he thinks she's manipulative, and I, I don't think that at all, actually. Um, so I think the boys are really unfair. And then Jalen is no longer my boyfriend because his little plotting ass is revealing himself. He's talking to Kirsten. He's saying that Kirsten's always been his type. Um, he's allowing him and Mackenzie to, to kind of... I feel like he's being manipulative and creating a situation where now, by the end of the episode, he says, oh yeah, there's some red flags. But he created the situations where Mackenzie felt like, oh, am I tripping? And he made her feel like she was tripping, like, what's wrong with the day? But he had just come from a conversation with Kirsten where he's saying, look, I love you. You got to be open. Things can change really fast here. Like, I think he was giving her all of these hints that he was down. And then after that, when Mackenzie says, hey, I feel like maybe we should be spending more time together, he gaslights her into saying, what do you mean? I feel like I've been doing everything right. And he uses that as an excuse, as we see ultimately, to get closer to Kirsten. I'm not really mad at it because I think he's playing the game. And I even said that recently, you know, that I wanted him to play the game because I like seeing him on TV. But now that it's happening, I feel like all of this was because he liked Kirsten, but Mackenzie was his ticket into the villa. Uh, he says to Kirsten that Mackenzie wasn't his type right away, but things develop and grow. He doesn't even really say the develop and grow part, honestly. He mostly just says Mackenzie wasn't my type. But it's sketchy and I don't like how Mackenzie's being made to feel like what she said was unreasonable because it obviously wasn't if you check the tapes and I'm just happy knowing that eventually when Mackenzie watches this back she'll know that she she wasn't tripping she was right something was weird he was spending too much time with Kirsten having one-on-one conversations that were detracting from and putting into jeopardy her romantic connection with Jalen so that was super whack to me Kirsten's behavior also I see why they would get along I think what Kirsten did was very attractive I found it attractive and I think it was probably attractive to the men in the villa apparently not Carrington but I would assume to everybody else like it's always hot when someone sticks to their guns um and she said something really nice which was I want to stand behind who I am and how I feel even if that means I'm standing alone And that's the opposite of what Moira did, right? Moira's like, I have no idea how I feel, but I'm going to stand behind the fact that I never want to be alone again. (laughs) But Kirsten's coming off like kind of gangster, you know? And I can see Jalen being attracted to that in her um, and wanting to pursue her kind of because of it. And it's given them this relationship where he's comforted her and then been there for her. So they actually have a really strong start to their relationship. So... I feel like they will end up recoupling. Kirsten and Mackenzie were never the closest. Um, And Kirsten's definitely going to have an attitude of like, I just need to go for what I want and represent me because I've wasted so much time in here. So that could be fine. I mean, I feel bad that Mackenzie's being gaslit, but I also think none of these are the guy for her. And that's totally fine. The last segment is called Random Bullshit because I'm too lazy to turn it all into a segment. I just want to give the rest of my notes. I thought that Connor came off really well. I really appreciate him not thinking Mackenzie's like a crazy bitch because she isn't. 
Um, and I understand why he couldn't defend her more to the guys, but I thought he handled himself with grace, and I appreciated that. I wonder if any of the guys is going to snitch more on Johnny. He did come back and admit it, but, you know, he made out with that girl 30 times in the bed or whatever they were saying. So it wasn't just, oh, we cuddled and we kissed in bed. It did get pretty hot and heavy. So I would like to assume that him and Sally are still together in a few months. And that when she goes back and watches this, they're just going to have like another fight. But I don't know. We'll see. I feel like the guys are not really in a snitching state of mind. And he did self-report right away. Next, Caleb needs to moisturize. I've dated guys like this where the wrinkles in the forehead are just really pronounced because they've never put on any moisturizer. He's so handsome and melanated. There's no need for all that. I hope that um, Justine gets him together and he starts moisturizing. Next, Freckles was really funny when they were talking about the recoupling and what a dick Carrington sounded like. He goes, man, I love you, but that was pretty savage. Freckles makes me laugh. I do feel like he's kind of along for the ride. And I think Freckles and Sexy know that they're not compatible. That's the vibe I get. But that's fine. They're playing the Love Island game. They're not being disrespectful to one another. I do think Sexy is still into Caleb. I don't think Caleb is down. I loved Justine's response of, ooh, I'm winning. You know, like, Justine is mature enough that she's fine with it. And I think Caleb is Aquarius enough that he would not lie. And he would say if he was still, like, into her. And I do kind of feel for him. He's like, I'm this sucks, it's awkward, this is a girl I would have ghosted in real life. Um, so this is freaking weird for me. Da da da, what else do I have here? Aaron the therapist, I like Aaron, I think that's cute, but I don't know how long he's gonna stick around. And um, did I already say I feel like Kirsten's filler has settled? I feel like it's really settled. At first, her face made me uncomfortable, or maybe I'm just used to it, but I also feel like maybe she got, like, re-upped on some filler right before the show, and now a few weeks later, it's, like, a little bit, (sighs) I'm making all these hand movements, but it's just gelling more with her face. I don't know. I feel like her face, her, either her filler settled or my eyeball settled. That's what I wrote down. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Also, Mackenzie looked really happy. When Caleb arrived, Mackenzie gave this clap where she was clapping like a little girl, like almost in front of her nose, just super excited. And I thought it was genuine and sweet. And I hope this doesn't end up being a bad experience for her where she feels like the internet and people are against her. But I'm sure that she will find her people in the crowd. That's what's happening. I'm excited for the next episode. Thanks for chatting with us. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.